Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. everybody and welcome to another edition of that's right it's corner to corner wrestling radio c2c radio show is live and on the air right now i'm stan grubb my tag team partner brian taylor is here hola 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 that's better hola hola culturally diverse brian taylor is yes no not well a little poqui (laughs) un poquito senor Rob will be joining us any minute now. Uh, he's got a couple things he's taking care of, so he'll be here very soon. We're broadcasting live, of course, from C2CRadioShow.com and PW247Radio.com. It's been uh, whew, been a lot of stuff going on. we got some debuts, new acquisitions over in All Elite Wrestling. we got a new NXT heavyweight champion. And, uh, hey, Paul Heyman is still working with... The best there is best. Oh wait, that's not that's not it. Uh, the big dog. He's still working with the big dog. I, I got it. I didn't do that right. Um, I got to sound like Michael Cole when I do it. The big dog. Oh wait, that's Vince. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah, do it. Vince. I can't do it. I can't. Why is it every every time somebody does a, a Vince impression, he sounds Scottish and sounds like he's been gargling with sandpaper? Mm, I don't know if he sounds Scottish. Sandpaper might be on the money. I saw I saw a, a TikTok today. Look at me, I'm getting all hip. A TikTok. I saw a TikTok today where a guy did an impression of Vince McMahon, and literally he sounded Scottish. Like, uh, yeah, then it must not have been a good one. Ah, no, it, it was not hey, good pal. shit. <laughs> hey pal, that doesn't sound Scottish. It was not good shit. 
So, let's dive right in. Hey, this past Wednesday, we saw the debut on All Elite Wrestling of the, the kid, best the best man. The kid from 21 Jump Street. Er? All grown up. Er? Uh, yeah, what uh, on 21 Jump Street when he had the blonde hair when he was in high school, remember? Oh, I was going to say Eminem. Well, no, I mean, I guess either one, but if you go back and look, the, uh, the, the uh, Jonah Hill, I think it oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Damn, I, there you go. Yeah, the high school scene, yeah. Look at you with the big pull there. I couldn't, check out yeah. the big brain on Brian. <laughs> well, that's what I've been telling y'all for years, but nobody wants to listen. No, you've not said you have a big brain, sir. It's never the big point. I said I'm the smartest one in the uh, Oh, jeez, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. You know. <laughs> it's weird. But, yeah, so we got the best man. Who, who's the best man? Is it, is it, well, it's not Rusev Day over in All Elite Wrestling, but it is, according to the fans who very quickly adapted, it is Miro Day. In Miro Day. Uh, Brian, first right, thoughts so on Miro. Yeah. No, no, hold on. Here's a question. So, if he uses Miro Day, do you think he's treading on Rusev Day? Do you think he'll get in trouble for it? I'll put it to you this way. It is really close to a Vince McMahon product, an intellectual property. And if Vince were to send a cease and desist, I would understand why. But it doesn't mean the AEW won't do it. <laughs> As a matter of fact... Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's true, I, at least for a day, right? <laughs> I have a feeling that Tony Khan would be like, let's just put a t-shirt on PWTs and see what happens. Let's just do it. Yeah, see what happens. Just sneak it in there real quick. <laughs> I think the Khans might actually have the legal team that could go head-to-head with the McMahons. Oh, I would imagine. I mean, look at what they own. You, you, you know... They have to probably have a huge legal team for Jackson, the Jaguars. And don't they own a baseball team too? Uh, do they own part of the Marlins? Don't they own something else? I think they own some other sport. I want to say it's a hockey team. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they got whizzes when it comes to you know stuff like that. Hey, and speaking of uh, the Jags, they won today. Holy crap! The Jaguars won a football game. Really? They did. They won. You're, you're just just going all nimbly bimbly on the rules today, huh? Ah, come on. We cover. We go from corner to corner, ah, so we on, leave nothing. Ah, leave on. nothing uncovered. No, that's not true. Politics and football. Well, we're not getting into Two politics. Rules. And, and you broke it. I did. I snapped it. it. Snapped it like a twig. <laughs> hey, but we'll get back to wrestling in a minute. How do the Eagles have to feel oh. after losing to a football team? The nameless ones. <laughs> the nameless one. They lost to like a video game team. Right? Player number 07. <laughs> now starting <laughs> the Washington football team. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Haskins looked really good. He had some, some moments, right, mm. that you know they could work uh, with him on. But I thought he looked really he good. Had, he had some bad quarters. Yeah. Uh, it was a tale of two two halves, for sure. The first half, oh, my God. I, I thought I was like, oh, wow, this is not going to be pretty. You right, know? right. I was thinking about, you know, well, my team has already passed. 
they took the name, so it's no no big deal if I turn this off or maybe go find another team or whatever. You know, right, right. this would be a good good stepping off point. And then I decided to push ahead, let bygones be bygones, and let's just see where this goes. Because I actually was thoroughly impressed with the defense. Yeah. Um, oh, they were superhuman today. Yeah, that up front for them, mm-hmm. they were off the hook. Uh, congrats to Kerrigan. I believe he broke Dexter Manley's uh, sack oh, record wow. today in That's Washington. That's a huge record, too. I know he tied it, but I mm-hmm. think he got a second sack. So I think he I think he broke it. So I think that's what they said that he tied it today and then he broke it. Since we're smashing so. the rules, I wanted to cover this because I just saw this article and it, it really kinda touched me. Well, Ron Rivera, of course, we know that he started with Washington uh this season. Um and he also mm-hmm. has been going under treatment for cancer. During halftime, uh Dwayne Haskins, of course, is giving a halftime speech while Ron Rivera is taking an IV for cancer treatment. During halftime. Wow. I mean, that is guts, man. That is 100% guts and toughness and just determination. I was, wow. That Say what you want. I mean, I, I hated seeing him leave Carolina, and after today's game, I hated even more. Um, but actually, Carolina did all right. They, they got some room to work. Um, but Rivera has had an obvious impact on the team very early on. He's got rid of some dead weight. He's kept the guys that are bought in. And his statement all offseason was, who's going to buy in? And, hey, you know, it was a tale of two teams. The Redskins in the first half looked like, excuse me, the Washington football team in the first half looked like the team of old, sadly. Um, But the second half, I mean, they just came on, man. And Wentz was, they had hands in his face, and they made him cough up the ball a few times. One interception just, I don't know that I blame it on him. I just think it was the defender that just got the better end of the deal because he stuck his hands in there and just snatched it right out of the uh, wide receiver's hands. Um, And I don't know that I would blame Wentz on that. But for the rest of the time, man, he was the one really – at the helm for the failures that Philadelphia saw today. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as a guy that's, uh, you know, had my own battle with cancer, uh, I got to applaud the guy. Uh, I think they said that he'd received treatments uh, the entire week, mm-hmm. all five days this week, uh, leading into the game. So um, I know it's tough. Hats off. Um, but I think not only, you know, did, did he, um, pull this off with the team buying in, but the rest of the staff, you know, has to Mm -hmm. buy in as well. Um, so hats off to the whole team Yeah, for, for a great start. And I mean, I don't think that it's over or underselling it if, if we're, even me as not necessarily a Washington fan, but you can't look at this team and expect that they're just going to fall on their face. You really do. After a game like today, it's got to it's got to set the hopes hopes up a little higher than you expected. Uh, no, it's still at the end of the day, still modern Washington football team. <laughs> so we could we could go out there this week and right. you know play that second half like we did, mm-hmm. come back from seventeen points convincingly, I mean, you know, 
at the end of the day, you're not going to remember the way he starts. You're going to remember the way he finishes. Haskins and the rest of them. So we'll go into next week with the memory of how we ended the game yep. this week. And we could play the last place high school team in the nation <laughs> and still lose. <laughs> wow. That, my friends, is the uh, curse of the uh, being a fan of the former Redskins, now mm-hmm. Washington football team. Um, maybe, who knows, maybe the name change lifts the curse. Uh, I noticed we didn't have as many bad calls yeah. from the refs this week. Uh, they they kept it down to a minimum. So, so I don't know. Maybe it's, you know. it's still early in the season, though. So you got time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I understand that. But however, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of calls that get called against Washington mm-hmm. that are kind of like, what, really, where. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, yep. you know, the the play could be over and everybody's walking away and, you know, they may flag one of our guys for a personal foul. And he's out there. He ran the wrong way and he's in the end zone all by himself. Ah, Leon. And it'd be like, play. personal foul. <laughs> yeah, personal <laughs> right. foul. Oh. Roughing the passer and the quarterback never even hit the ground. You know what I'm saying? So it, speaking mean, of personal foul, did you see what happened to the guy from the Lions today? Uh, no. So there was a uh, a scrum going on after a play for the Detroit Lions, number fifty. I think his last name's Collins. Um, you know, I'm not a pro just yet at memorizing all these guys' names. I'm still trying to get better at that. But uh, anyway, the referee throws a flag. The defender's trying to dispute it. He goes to the ump or the ref, and he's, like, trying to demonstrate what was happening during the play. Well, he leans his helmet forward like he's trying to show the ref what he was doing, and the ref just kind of puts his arm in there just enough to take a bump from the helmet, and then ejects him. Well, all right, so I I did hear about that, but I did not get anything more than the ref got bumped with the helmet. So, at first, I'm like, well, you can't headbutt the ref. That's not okay. Because I saw the clip, and, of course, they play it, like, fast. And then they – you know how the NFL is. They do 45-instant replays. So, you're not going to miss right. it for long. And, sure enough, they show the referee, and he just happens to move his arm. You don't know if he's trying to turn away the opposite direction or anything, really. But it sure does look like he's leaning into it and getting ready. It looked like one of those soccer or basketball, like, oh, I'm going to take a dive. It was bad, and then they threw him out. But uh, no, it was a it was a good day for Washington football. Although Snyder apparently says he doesn't know if Washington will ever have a new name. Well, I mean, if they're going to win, <laughs> we don't need a name. We're just Washington. I, you know, but again, though, so so like that one personal foul, right, where the receiver goes to catch the ball and he bobbles it. And as the cornerback or safety's coming in, he's going low. Well, what does the eagle guy go? He goes low too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was basically and they collide helmet shoulder. to helmet. Yeah, yeah. What? It's, I mean, it was helmet to helmet. Don't get me wrong. However, comma. That's a BS call that we get all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't help that. Sometimes you have to let him play. And Washington guy is going low. 
right? Because you you don't want them to you don't want them to hit helmets. And the eagle guy goes low after the ball is out of his hands. Mm-hmm. How is Washington going to avoid it? Because if he doesn't, you know, if he just oh he's not going to catch the ball, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even attempt to do anything. Next thing you know, the guy does catch it, runs eighty yards for a touchdown. Right, right. I'm sure you've seen it before because it happens. But that's like an occurrence that happens to us a lot in the past, and holding penalties and all this other stuff. Holding happens all the time, right, by both sides of the team. But yet we always seem to get called for. I mean, you can have a guy in Washington in the past sitting on the bench get called for holding. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, it would. That's what they. Well, it's Washington. We're going to over penalize them. I'm going to. I'm going to tag and, you in this tweet that shows the uh, the Lions player. By the way, so you can see this. It's kind of a trip. Right. Uh, I'll send it over to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, Washington actually had some really good calls towards them. Um, there was an offsides call towards the end of the game that the Eagles, if they had gotten it, if they had gotten the call, um, they could have possibly scored and gotten back in comp- you know, in competition to, to maybe make it a game. But as it turned out, it actually was an illegal block in the back from during, a, during the punt. And I was like, wow, they finally got a call to go their way. I couldn't believe it, but maybe you're right. Maybe I don't want to say it yeah, too loud, but maybe. 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 I, you know, I, I think that's – a big conspiracy that they were intentionally doing stuff like that. I mean, you could have a 50 yard penalty and there's some bull crap holding you or not penalty, but 50 yard play. Yeah. And there's some bull crap holding penalty that gets called late and the whole thing comes back and then you lose 10 yards. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, that's, that's what we used to deal with. And, and hopefully Washington it won't happen next week. Uh, I'm not sure right off hand. Let's take a look here. Teams Hopefully teams. not another football team. <laughs> Welcome to the Alexandria football team. Crap! <laughs> uh, let's see. Washington next week. Uh, by the way, are you or are you not excited to have football back on TV? No. No? Um, uh, you know, uh, so, I guess going however many months without nothing. Mm-hmm. It's you know it is what it is. It's 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 football. Don't get me wrong, but right, right. I mean, let's see. I haven't had baseball. I do like watching baseball mm-hmm. until just recently, and and um, I do watch basketball from time to time. And I haven't had basketball until recently. Same thing with hockey, and you know we you go for months without sports, and you just kind of. Nah, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not to mention uh, the rookie draft. Um, not to mention uh, free agency kind of came and went in my mind, and there wasn't a lot of, you know, I didn't follow it like I normally do. Um, you know, it, 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 it just, it was bad. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, it's, that's for all of them. I didn't. I didn't keep track of basketball. Right. Uh, barely kept track of baseball. Um, didn't even look at hockey. And at one time, 
I was like, look, I need to, I need to buy a video game of sports. <laughs> yeah, so I can, yeah. You know, but then I didn't. And next thing you know, it's, oh, okay, it's here. I didn't watch Thursday night's game. Didn't pay it no mind. Um, um, I watched I watched the Kansas tail end. City and the Texans. Yeah, I, I watched the tail end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, today was, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go upstairs and, mm-hmm. you know, straighten up the man cave a little bit. And while I'm up there, I'll, I'll, I'll put the game on and we'll see how it goes. And again, I, you know, I'm kind of at the point where I was a Redskin fan. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what it is. I was a Redskin fan and I'll say the name. I don't care. You know? Well, I don't think I, I by saying the name you're offending somebody. I think it's more along the well, lines if you were to run out there with the uh, full garb and regalia no. out there. Well, no, I don't. I don't even think that will do it. Um, it, it it's a little crazy, but so yeah, anyway. I so, agree. Um, you know, I lived and died it, and oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was diehard, but yeah. I mean, think about it. So, I have shirts. Uh, you know they're, they're tucked away or you know my daughter wears them as night you know a night shirt or whatever mm-hmm. um i think i'm down to one uh i have paraphernalia i have jerseys i have all this stuff but they're not going to do me no good right now you know if i go watch the you know when it next year right so let's let's take next year if i were to go to a game i wouldn't bust down a Bridgeton jersey to go watch the Washington football team or whatever they're called. Right. You know, so I mean there's in my opinion, my first love will always be the Redskins. And now this is like me watching a brand new team. It was kinda how that felt today, watching them play today. I mean the 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 colors are the same, but that's kinda it, you know. The stadium yeah, doesn't feel the same. The team doesn't feel the same. And and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, like you said, it's time to get a, a fresh start because they really haven't had a fresh start in a long time. Maybe not since Gibbs the first time, you know, retired. Yeah, but so I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is a fresh start. I, this is a brand – I mean, this is brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the lineage is still tied into that. Right. 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 You know, when, when they they look in the history books, you know, there will be asterisks by the by the Super Bowl and championship uh, wins they've had, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be Washington and there will be asterisk now known as whatever. Right. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, but to me it's, and again, I'm 47. So for 47 years of my life, I was a Redskin fan. And for, I mean, there are people that older than me that are more diehard than me. And Mm -hmm. I could only imagine what they went through. But this is, again, to me, this is, this is brand new. I mean, you don't understand this. I literally could have watched that game today and said, you know what? They, they didn't live up to my expectations. They didn't, they didn't show me anything. They, they, if this is what I have to look forward to for the Washington football team, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and I could have cut it off, walked away. A, found a new new club to watch. B, never watched football again in my life. Going to college, watch college, you know, whatever. Right. And I don't. I honestly don't think it would have affected me any, because I've already made peace with my team is effectively done. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, that was the craziest part. I mean, it's it's fans talk about it all the time. They're going to celebrate, support, and celebrate their team until it's dead. You know, until there is no more. And technically, if you had basically said, you know what, I'm good. It was a great, great run, and I'm going to find something else to do. You technically would have held true to your word. You supported them until they were absolutely dead. Because the, the, the name is gone. It's still crazy to me. But, you know, not to get too deep in that, that rabbit's nest I don't, or rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that one. But uh, but I, I will admit, I will admit they have bought themselves another week. So <laughs> yeah. the only the only thing I wish they would do almost, right? Because they showed the, they kept talking about it. So you know this will be the first time since 1975 or 73 or whatever it was mm-hmm. that they will be under 500. Well, no, that's not entirely true. They've been on the line for years, right? Right, and sometimes they will drop below. And then they might win two or three games and go back up. And then they'll drop below. Then they'll win. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they'll win a bunch of games and then drop down. I mean, they've been teetering on 500 as a franchise record for years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally, stop. If you don't want to use the name in the history, put it all to rest. Yeah, just start fresh. Almost. I, just no, start I fresh. That. Yeah, start Start like you're an expansion squad. I actually kind of well, like not, that. Not in a, yeah, maybe maybe an expansion squad. Well, you know what uh, I mean. Just like sure, this is the yeah, yeah, first time in Washington's team. football yeah. team's history that they've done X, Y, and Z. You know, like you could really celebrate yeah. that, tout it for your brand. I mean, honestly, they could that could make good money. That's a smart money yeah. deal. I kind of yeah. like that. That might be that might be a good idea. So if anybody knows Snyder, why don't you all pitch that to him? <laughs> you know, just just let it all go and start fresh, and hopefully someday soon we'll get a name. Maybe, maybe not. And let's just rock on. At least give me a logo of some type, you know, you give, know so I can have cool designs on my t-shirts. With, with everything that <laughs> with everything that has been going on with this team, um, I will say that the lettering that they're using. Right now gives me a lot of uh, hope that they might use the Warriors for the name because it would just look cool in the lettering. I mean, and they could do all sorts of different things with it, but I think that would look neat. Yeah, until somebody puts equates that with. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever. How dare you, sir? So, how oh, dare you? Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, enough about football. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's do some. Some <laughs> so let's dive back into um, to AEW. We talked about how they really, I felt, their acquisition of, now known as Miro, um, really well done. Really well done. And here's a guy that's motivated and wants to do well for your ball club. 
football club, geez. Sorry, still in football mode. Wants to do well for your promotion. Wants to make a difference and prove people wrong. And I think this is a great way for him to do it. Mm-hmm. I get tired um, of the, um, you know, oh, F good. that place okay. I worked, though. No. Uh, so, as far as Miro, I don't, I don't, did it, did it get released and I just missed it that he was going to be there? Uh, or did they actually pull one off? Because I honestly can't say I remember hearing a rumor or seeing anything pop up on Facebook or Twitter or anything. I don't think they did any kind of advertising for him at all. As a matter of fact, I think that it was more. Well, of, even like Melcher did Melcher. Oh no, out? no, there was no rumor that he was going to be the guy. Yeah, so because I, I mean, I can, I, I thought it was funny with with the ones coming out, you know, prior to, mm-hmm. and then the music hits, and you're kind of like, you know, I, I, you know, like the the dog when the ears are up. <laughs> they just kind of turn right. their head. Yeah, like, I mean, you wanted to see what? who it was. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was, I was really expecting it to be somebody in the company. Uh, when uh, Pillman Junior. come out, my th- first thought was, "Wow, that could be something." Yeah, I, uh, I like Pillman you know, Junior. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, but as a tag team, you know, you, you might get a little enjoyment out of that. I think that could be a decent tag team, and then. Mm-hmm. You know, we move on, and again, the music hits, and I'm, my brain is running to who's that, who's that, you know, whose music, whose music, and I'm like, and the head turns sideways, and you're like, huh, I don't know whose music that is. And then out he comes, and you're like, holy shit, you know, because yeah. everything he's told you on Twitch, and, uh, you know, his when he streams his video games, he's done, he's, he's going to turn into a full-time gamer. Which, you know, you're like, rock on, dude. You know, more power <laughs> right. to you. You know? And then, boom, there he is. And you're like, oh, this should be really good now. Yeah. So, and as far as, like, the whole screw you mm-hmm. type, type stuff, uh, I think he has valid points. Not all of them do, right? Not all of them do. Yeah. But I think he has valid points. Because I want you to think about this. I want you to honestly think about this. Right? Who besides Rusev in your most recent moments after he started Rusev Day got that type of reaction? Mm. Uh, that's actually a good question. Maybe Kofi? For how long? I mean, oh. the New Day gets it. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's... I think when New Day was coming through initially, mm-hmm. they got that type of reaction. And then it's peaked, and it's kind of probably flatlined. Yeah. And maybe started to, to go down a little. Because, you know, you get the injuries. You know, you don't really see them together, so you don't get the antics that you normally get with them. Um... But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Rusev Day was huge. Absolutely amazing the type of response that he got and Lana got and Aiden English got. 
right? That was absolutely nuts. And 15 years ago, if somebody got that type of reaction, they would be utilized properly. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily getting a world title, but they would have had titles. I don't understand why they didn't get the tag titles and hold them for a while. I don't understand why he didn't get a singles run uh, for a very long period of time. And honestly, I don't understand why he didn't get a shot at the world title. I I couldn't tell you. It all goes back to that bullcrap brass ring. There is a glass ceiling, and the fact Vince McMahon is not going to let any of these people off the leash he keeps them on. Yeah. And so I think a guy like Rusev, who may not be the most technically sound guy, but he's good with his fans. He has loyal fans. And that Rusev day crap was crazy. Because think about it. Yeah, before Rusev day, before they come up with that, were we really fans of Rusev? Hmm. Maybe, maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little. You know, when he, when he, when he first come up and he, he was the, you know, the real tough guy, and you know, maybe, maybe then, but then it was like, huh, who's this guy? Right. And then Rusev Day, and we're all chanting it. Even yeah. at home, I've I'm, got a shirt, and I think I have a coffee mug. Yes, I have a shirt myself. Who would I, I would have never thought that <laughs> one day I'd have a Rusev shirt. It was kind of crazy watching how how organically that got over. It wasn't piped in. It wasn't like the you know the CM Punk chants or any of that stuff. It was like, no, this is this is real. This is raw stuff here. Right. And and I mean it was it was it was just to me he was much like Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. He was over. He he was over, so huge. But guys like that, for whatever reason, are not given the opportunity. Right. And why? Because they're not monsters that Vince creates. He can He in his mind, he cannot control guys like that. Right. Just look at The Rock. Look at Austin. Look at Cena. Look at. Uh, I would say Hogan, he, he probably steered in a direction and helped get to that point. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and he can't control him. And in his mind, he's not even going to give anybody a chance anymore. Right. Well, that's all of the, uh, the genius that is, uh, what's his name, Kevin Dunn. Yeah, but ultimately he makes, Vince makes the call. So he is just as responsible for it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. You have to blame Vince. Blame Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm actually, I, I finally got it working, Brian. I sent you the screenshot. WWF WrestleFest. I finally got it working. It so, is uh, you playing it? Video game glory, sir. <laughs> this was the coin drain for me when I was a kid. When I went to 7-Eleven, when I lived in Norfolk, Virginia, 
I would go and spend five, ten bucks, whatever I could spend in WrestleFest. And nothing broke my heart wow. worse than when they took the machine out because it finally got broken. I think some kid spilled a Slurpee on it. Wow. Yeah. Good for that kid. No! Don't you ever say that. What's wrong with you? Come on, was there ever a, a wrestling game in the arcade? Like, before this game in Superstars? Because Superstars came first, but... Oh, I, uh... I mean, that's... Quite a... Quite a trip down memory lane for me. So I couldn't tell you. I mean, I'm sure there was, but... I, w- I wouldn't know what it was right offhand. I mean, damn. We t- we talked to when we t- talked to Mike Herman, and we said, "Hey, what was your go-to character?" And I immediately said, "Crush." I remember using that that uh, tilt the world backbreaker to just l- obliterate fools. I'm sitting there, 12 years old, just embarrassing grown-ass men as they come in there. Like, come on, you ain't got nothing. They'd always, and you know who they would always use? It was two guys. Can you guess who they were? People would always use them. <clears throat> Mr. Perfect or the Million Dollar Man. And I would laugh, and I'd hit that tilt the world backbreaker, and they'd be like, that's not right, dude. What are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just playing the game. <laughs> that's funny. I never, I never got confident enough in myself to, like, try to swindle somebody out of Monday. You know, like, be like, hey, I heard people uh, compete and make bets on this, but I should have. I should have, damn it. Could have been like the, uh, <laughs> remember, that, remember that movie, The Wizard, where the kid uh, had the power glove? Yeah. It's so rad. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, so, I thought, honestly, the surprise of Miro, as we get back on the tracks, the surprise of Miro, really, I didn't see it coming, and I... One of those moments where AEW had me going, oh, shit, you know, as I pop off the couch going, wow, he actually surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, the, when the music hit, I'm kind of, the head goes sideways. Yeah. So, uh, what are we doing? Who's this? <laughs> I know this is new music. I don't know who, but I know it's new music. So, so. Jericho, of course, does a, a video podcast Every Saturday night, he calls it the Saturday Night Special. And on the Saturday Night Special, he says he's super excited to have Miro on the crew. And that the best man is not a one-off. It's actually going to be his gimmick. As in, he's the best man, like, at everything. Apparently, he's going to have, like, a Mr. Perfect kind of gimmick. Which, I could get down with that. That could be cool. As long as it's not like a straight, yeah. As long as it's not a ripoff, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it could be could be enjoyable to see what kind of antics they get up into. Uh, But now we're gonna now we'll see. I think now we're gonna see um, where the rubber meets the road with with Miro. Yeah, we'll see if he can really hang with the best of them. He wants to work in Japan. He's already said this, and it sounds to me like there's a working deal in place where he's expecting to try to go, which, hey, 
I mean, let's see. Let's see what he's really got. Yeah, now in Japan, he should go back to being a beast. The Bulgarian they, they, Yeah, they they have a thing over there for, for, for monsters from the U.S., You know that's that's why a lot of them, especially the bigger guys, get over so fast because mm-hmm. they just get over there and destroy, smash, Hulk, smash. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I'd like to see him go up in there with uh, Ishi and uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, I mean, geez, Okada and him could probably be all right. Um, Tanahashi would be good. I'm sure Tanahashi would bump around like a mad madman for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, then I mean, think uh. uh Minoru Suzuki. Oh yeah, that would be that could be a straight just brutal, brutal uh, match. Or Naito. Yeah, Naito would be a good one too. But he'll probably go Bullet Club. Let's just <laughs> be real. <laughs> That's what they all do. <laughs> it's too sweet, me bro. <laughs> too sweet, me bro. Yeah. <laughs> So it never fails. Anytime I go to Walmart, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm wearing wrestling shirts almost all the time anyway, either that or a comic book shirt. But anytime I go to Walmart, I usually have a wrestling shirt on. Certainly the Bullet Club shirt is what draws the most attention. Anytime I go in one, one guy will come up to me and go, dude, I like your shirt. I'm like, thanks, man. Well, part of me wants to ask him, do you even know who's in the Bullet Club now? Because I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... the so, I mean, when the Bullet Club was, like, over huge, yeah. uh, you know, with the pops and the T-shirts and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, I mean, I can remember just walking down and it, it didn't matter where, there would always be some random person, you know. But they would, all, they would you know, sometimes they would actually be, like, too sweet mm-hmm. and, you know, they try and do it in the mall. <laughs> yes. So, um, but right. I guess it's kind of uh, cooled off now, yeah. It's still a thing, but not a thing, you know. So, part of uh, part of our routine when we talk about AEW, of course, is being the elite. This past Monday is being the elite, and we talked about it yesterday. We, for the first time in about six months, the uh, Triple Threat actually saw each other. It was kind of a nice little uh, King of the Hill kind of moment as we just sat there hanging out at the back of Rob's truck, just basically saying, "Yep, mm-hmm. yep." At the, bur- at the Burger King. <laughs> yeah, in Orange County, Virginia. Um, but we're just hanging out talking, and, and I said it, like, it seemed so damn sad at the end of being the elite where, you know, the young bucks are basically like, you know, ah, it's all done. We don't want any part of that. It's time for us to start fresh. I was like, ugh, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like how it feels. But, like, there's the, the picture and the glass is all broken and, and then, of course, this past Wednesday, we see them <laughs> super kick Alex Marvez, which I thought was actually I thought that was really funny. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then they just slammed the door. That was all we saw of them. Like they didn't wrestle. Yeah, but that, I mean that's good though, right? So do we, you know, like need to see the Young Bucks every week, mm-hmm. or, or do we need to develop? Uh, you know, allow the other teams to develop. I what mean, you, you see them. Develop like, new talent, you know don't you say it? No, I'm not saying develop new talent, but, you know, they gave uh, the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express, mm-hmm. you know, 
they gave him an opportunity to let's see what you can do, kid. Yeah. Actually, and... I'm okay with it because it gives us something that I don't think I really ever watched, and that's a heel young bucks. Mm-hmm. You you, you saw them as heels, didn't you? Yeah, uh, kind of like in uh, well, of course they were kind of kind of heel in uh, New Japan. I mean, the Bullet Club had fans, but you know they were the outsiders. Um, a little in ROH with AJ, uh, I would I would have classified them as more the the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this is this is just kind of weird as far as like. Well, they're kind of heel, but they're not quite heel yet, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess until Wednesday when they super kicked <laughs> for Alex. <laughs> both of them both of them get fined uh, $5,000 a piece, which, I mean, cool. Okay, now we're, we're doing some repercussions for the bad guy actions. And now, you know, you get that, that further reinforcing of, okay, these are, this is not what a good guy should do. And and it's subtle, right. but this is this is another way you start gearing the fans to say, okay, I'm supposed to boo these guys now. Which you know we've talked about it before. You don't necessarily have to have good versus bad, but it does make it easier for your crowd to quote unquote pick a side. You know, and yeah. I think that but helps you grow with younger audience. I mean, so let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. By them super kicking Alex, does it really make them bad guys? I mean, I mean, haven't mean, you ever you know. wanted to super kick Alex? <laughs> you know what I I'm mean, saying? I mean, every, every time he talks, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like watching the guy, but he he just he has that 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 I would I don't know if I'd call it gimmick, but he's just kind of like not that it matters. Anyway. <laughs> he's very bland. <laughs> yeah, like I can. And I again, can watch... I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know if it's done on purpose or or, or what, but he's just he's just like he's there, you know. There's no emotion to him. He's just like, you know, I don't, it's just funny. But so I uh, again, I'm assuming the young bucks are bad, but who really knows? I mean, it's it's gonna be one of those. Okay, well, it was a bad moment. You know, we were really angry, and then. You know, they're going to cement it because they're going to beat up a good guy. You know, they're going to beat up a Marco's stunt or something. Which, poor Marco. Well, yeah, they already <laughs> did that. Well, they're just going to do it again, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easy one. Either that or Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy you know Jack what, Perry. You know what they need to do? They need to, like, hook some type of uh, suspension onto Marco you know where he's on like a, a wire, and then when they uh, they super kick him, you know he goes like flying like way up in the air, <laughs> like a Peter Pan wire. <laughs> yeah, like like a Hollywood stunt or something. Man. You know, just super kick the piss out of him, so he goes boo. Goes flying back into the into yeah, the goes set. flying <laughs> like into the stands. <laughs> not you don't even have to see it. All you have to do is see him get like all go shoot off camera oh well be careful be careful because now that we've said it you know i was talking about this earlier last week it's going to happen on freaking being the elite because apparently you know other stuff 
Somebody in the Jacksons. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Stealing our verbiage. Stealing our promo lines. It's the all out fallout. Where'd you come hey, up with that? Them all in 12 hours. <laughs> Where'd you come up with that new nifty little line, huh? Yeah. Thieves. That's Liars funny. and thieves. This business is full of thieves. <laughs> I was I was actually like, wow, did did they use our line? <laughs> like, because they're talking Here about we it. Go again, and, and it's just that's actually what I thought. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, because on Wednesdays when you and I'm on PW Live, I'm usually saying something to the same effect, like Jacksons. I know you're listening. I know you're listening mm-hmm. because it, they always say something that, I, and it's always pretty close to something I've said, like. The whole plotting and methodical thing about Randy Orton, even though, I mean, let's face it, everybody says that about Randy. Um, <laughs> of course I'm going to say it was my idea. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I, I heard it, and I'm like, uh, wait a minute. And then all of a sudden, everything has all-out fallout labeling on it. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's not okay, Tony. It's not okay. You know, so so let's, let's analyze this real quick, right? Just mm-hmm. real quick, right? So... We kind of thought it was WCW, mm-hmm. right? When uh, we oh, were doing the E-Fed. And who was in WCW when that happened? Oh, wait. No, no, wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that. And then we moved to the WWE, mm-hmm. and they still rip us off. Mm-hmm. And now we're in AEW, and hmm, hmm, just 12 hours later, <laughs> magically... Mm, we have the same verbiage. Yeah, maybe it's their good buddy Jericho. Mm. You know what? I don't care how good of a song Judas is. I don't care how awesome Fozzie's music is, and it's really not. But that's okay. I don't care. Don't steal my stuff, dude. Get your own finish. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think he's been ripping us off for years. And I now mean, we there's, got proof. The, there's the Brush with Greatness tour. He stole that from me and gave it to freaking Sean Stasiak. Like, what the hell? Like, what, what? You can't do that to me. And then, and then, there's a- almost all of our stuff from NAW. Almost all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- I think they even made up a character roughly off of Brad Manson. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, you know, how coincidental was it that we do war games in the very next night, Eric Young, or not Eric, Eric Bischoff, like, uh, so this is the war games. It's the Elimination well, Chamber. the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Hmm. Some of the best writing. I, I, uh, hmm. You know, I know. E-fetting, E-wrestling, and those of you that know, you know, and you're, you're laughing with us because you know that this is something that happens to all of us creative types. But those of you that are listening are like, what the hell? Let's just put it this way. It's D&D for pro wrestling. That's the best way I could describe it. Without the dice, because it's more about writing. Um, and there was many times where we would write something that we knew was, oh, this is, to quote Vince, this is such good shit. And uh, as I, you know, do the raspy voice. <laughs> it was just, it was our passion, man. And, and we would... Turn on, just like Brian said, turn on Raw, turn on Nitro, and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell? That's that's ours. You you, That's ours! Mm-hmm. 
and now we find that the common thread is in fact the pain maker Chris Jericho Newman (laughs) Jericho Jericho (laughs) yep he is indeed the Judas in my mind (laughs) see what I did there that's funny now I'd like to proposition any fans that are in attendance Mm-hmm. For any AEW shows, uh, it was a real treat when he would come out and the fans would sing uh, Judas. So uh, let's get back to doing that. Uh, I think I thought it was really cool. So y'all can make enough noise to get that to happen. It did. It does feel good having people in the crowd again. It's a little bit of noise yeah. there. It's organic, and and the guys that are down front. You know, the roster guys, they're all able to have fun with the fans, so it's an added bonus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they are they made a good call by doing it this way, and, you know, it actually surprised me. Now, now, WWE was not quick to get their NXT people to go in the crowd, right? Right. But they did ultimately do it. Now, we're not getting the, the same thing. We've got the Thunderdome, which... Yeah, it's got some kinks they still got to work out, but it is, since the Thunderdome has started, and since the return of Roman Reigns, and I think that's the only real return that's happened since it started, um, the ratings have actually been right around 2 million. And hey, while we're talking ratings, let's celebrate the fact that AEW nails at a million on uh, Wednesday night by itself. Yep, so suck it, Melcher. That, that's awesome. I mean, congratulations. They couldn't even draw 10,000 stadium. Yeah, suck it. Yeah. We don't, we don't need, we don't need Feltzer. I'm just saying, he can suck it. Suck it? Suck it. <laughs> and this is where my soundboard needs to be working so I can start plugging in some sound bites. We got two words for you. I mean, it's, it's great to see AEW growing their audience and honestly... For both WWE and AEW, what would be wrong with just having NXT and AEW on separate nights? So, the going talk is that it may become a permanent thing. And I'd be fine with that. It makes it easier for us to watch. Yes. Well, I mean, today's society, I mean, most people got... DVRs or whatever show, but I think now you would get a better representation of your audience. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't get like somebody just watch AEW mm-hmm. and then watch NXT later, or vice versa. Now you're going to get, you know, the this is more of my true base. Right. You know, same thing with AEW. Um, but. I, you know, we all know the reason it went to Wednesday to begin with. Well, yeah, they I mean, talk- it was to keep them from being unopposed, basically. Well, no, it was to knock them out, you know, just do- try and deliver a knockout punch right from Jump Street. You know, it, well, if we just put the boots to them with NXT, then we don't have nothing to worry about, right? And uh, it failed miserably, and... I won't say they haven't competed NXT-wise, you know, over the course of the, the time they've been head-to-head. But it's, it might be for a night every other month. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't think the network can be happy because I'm sure it was pitched in such a way to reflect what Vince was thinking. There's no way Vince and them can be happy. Um, so if they're smart, they'd leave it on Tuesday and let AEW run unopposed. Let NXT run unopposed. Because um, you've tried some stuff for NXT, and it hasn't really helped you. Well, and I think that maybe two, three years ago, if they had had NXT running head-to-head with AEW, this would be a different story, you know, with the talent roster that they had and the momentum that they had built. I think now it's just you've got so many guys that are extremely talented, but this is just a whole different group, right? You've got – and now your your roster that AEW has built, to their credit, is now – I mean, it's insane. They've got just a huge amount of talent. And these are people that were squandered not just by Vince. It helps that he squandered some of them. But it's it's a lot of guys that just didn't didn't really want to work for Vince. And now they, he's got his own problem there. And it's it's not a competition as much anymore. It's more of, God, you know, what are they doing? Why is this happening kind of thing? Yeah. You know, well, I think a lot of it, too, I mean, they came along, AEW, at the right time. And I think one of the things that kind of hurt NXT was that it was always from uh, the the little stadium in Florida, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they, they, they started to travel. They started to get out there. But... They didn't, to me, they didn't really try and expand really on their base. You know what I'm saying? So even even when we saw them in Richmond, right? It was the Altier Theater, however you pronounce it. Yeah, good right? luck. I don't remember how that's pronounced, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, how many people do you think that thing actually helped? Hmm. It was under a thousand, I would say. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. I would say it probably was 300 to 500, somewhere in that. Yeah, but you can't, you can't, I mean, again, because I didn't see any other NXT shows, but, I mean, you couldn't have found a Civic Center. Right. You know, to try. I mean, we all know with the with the ability to put all the fans on one side of the arena, you can make a show look like it's sold out mm-hmm. and still having another, you know, the other side empty, right? So it's not like we couldn't have pulled that trick off. But for the longest time, it was like, well, this is their third show. Right. You know, we're not we're not dumping a lot into it. This is their third show. Nah, it's NXT. They're the, they're, they're the JV to the varsity. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, when if they if they'd been developing this show and pushing this show, and same thing with the talent, it might have been a completely different thing. But I mean, this is a competition, well, not a competition, but this is wrestling fans that just want to see wrestling going head to head. You know, if that makes sense. This isn't like the sports entertainment fans. 
driving NXT and AEW. This, these are like wrestling fans that want to see pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I don't. I don't really care about the distinction between the two. I, I care like if people are watching or not. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. Like call them sports entertainment fans if you want to call them whatever. You know, as long as there's somebody watching. Because if you don't have anybody watching, then your show's not going to air, kind of thing. So it's it's a good idea overall to. All right, let's let's stop with the, it's a war nonsense because it's not a war. There's there's no war going on. This is stupid. You know, it's uh, yeah, but again though, this it generates interest. If that makes sense, whether it's a legit one or not, mm-hmm. it generates interest. What did Eric Bischoff say? Controversy uh, creates cash, yeah. right? So again, by them taking shots, look what this is fueling, right? So. We've gone from what was the highest before this? Uh, the, the debut was the, 1.2. Okay. And then it 1. falls all the way down to about, what, 600, 500 at one time? Uh, 650, I think, was the low point. Okay. And now look, we're climbing back up. Right. And why are we climbing back up? Because people are taking shots at each other. And people are, again, the, the the ones that they need to attract are the ones that used to watch it, pro re, you know, wrestling, right? That got tired of sports entertainment and walked away, right? So those are the ones you need to attract. So the only real way you can do that is if you get people out there on social media talking smack. Because you got to give them, you got to, you got to, you got to get their attention. And today you have social media, right? Or you, I, you dare say, you even have, you know, the toy aisle. Because mm-hmm. now you have, you know, two companies that have toys, and you may have somebody walking down that hasn't watched wrestling in ten years, and he looks, and there's AEW figures, and he's like, "What is AEW?" And he goes and looks, and then he finds Chris Jericho or Miro talking smack against the WWE, and he's like, "I'm all for that. Let's let's go take a look." Or he looks and he finds that Finn Balor is now on NXT, right? You know, and they're like, "Wow!" Well, when I was watching NXT, Balor was the man. Then he went to the main roster, and he stunk up the joint so bad I stopped watching it. Well, now he's back on NXT and. Look what's happening. Let me go watch NXT. But it's, it's again, it's the whole, to me, it's the whole thing. And you need, I think you need that little poking and prodding. Well, I mean, it, either way, <clears throat> either way, it has generated something. It's gotten a buzz. I'll give you that. And the audience has grown to the point where now AEW by itself can safely say, yeah, we could draw a million fans. Which, that's a huge plus. And I think that for everything that they've done, um, that WWE has done wrong, you'll see AEW doing it right, and that is where they really have shined 
with just being willing to take a chance and say, all right, well, let's try this. All right, let's try that. Yeah, does it always work? Maybe not, but they've made more successes than they have failures. So, I mean, obviously their formula isn't bad. And I, I think last week's show was better than the lead-off show or lead-in show um, for the paper. Oh, Head and shoulders. Yes, yeah. Uh, this past Dynamite, this past week, was definitely better than the go-home show for uh, All Out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's just more along the lines of, okay, you know, it's you, – you've got to rebound. Here's what went well. Here's what didn't. Let's do this, this, and this. The fans will love it. They'll eat it up, you know. And sure enough, they did. And it, it works out well because you've got somebody, not necessarily Chris Jericho, but of course I'm sure he helps. Um, you've got somebody that understands how to work the crowd in a way that's different than the WWE standard. You know, it's not just the typical, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure how I would describe the how to get a crowd reaction in WWE versus AEW. AEW lets a lot of the athleticism do the talking. That's the best way I would say it. Mm, I, I, you know, I would say so. Because, again, to, to me, they there's more wrestling... I mean, to me, this week, so this week, I think there was a lot more of the vignettes than we've seen in a while, because mm-hmm. it almost seemed like every time they went to a segment, there was a little vignette of some kind. You know, there were, there were, there was more entering interviews or whatever. Um, but to me, they spend more time wrestling much like NXT, they spend more time wrestling than, what, uh, than the other two shows. What happened with the tag team celebration for FTR? Like, I didn't... I, I must have blinked my eyes and missed it. It certainly didn't last long. Uh, I don't think... It probably wasn't intended to. But, uh, you know, again, when you... <laughs> sometimes, you know, when people come up with ideas, they... Uh, sound good in the head and then execute them you know, sometimes you come up a little short like one one minute I leave the room to go to the bathroom I come back and it's uh, you know it's time for cake apparently and the FTR is not there but everybody else is eating cake I'm like what the hell <laughs> well, wouldn't, wouldn't you I would I'd be like while everybody else was fighting I'd be in the back cutting the cake <laughs> I'd be like no get away from me this is mine I will cut you get away everybody likes cake <laughs> somebody should have said that everybody likes cake <laughs> well they should have some, some some single competitor should have snuck out there you know like like somebody from the dark order you know gone out there and cut the cake <laughs> Walk to the back, like why everybody had their back turned. <laughs> Dude, freaking Silver should have did it. <laughs> <laughs> then when he gets to the back, Brody Lee's like, "What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> Griff Garrison? <laughs> it's cake." <laughs> yeah, this oh, this past week's uh, being the elite did show um, Brody Lee getting cheered up. <laughs> by by Silver and Reynolds. I, I don't know how they managed to do it. I, I got to be honest, it was kind of confusing. But he says, you put me in a much better head space now. I think, and then all of a sudden someone goes, is on their cell phone. And he said, what, what, what are you doing? 
He's like, oh, I was, uh, I was on Twitter. And he says, no, social media is dead to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, another shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that may make somebody go, what are they talking about? Right. And, and go and go look, you know? So, but I, you know, again, the, the dark order on being the elite um, are, are like the thing to watch now. Whereas it used to be like the Jacksons and what they were up to. Right, right. I think, I, I think the dark order are like the number one have to be the number one attraction on this on that uh, show now. I love the fact that when they go to the Walmart to look for their figures, they find Cody, they find Omega, but they never find their own. It, I actually like that. Again, another another routine. They've stolen from us. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, but the bad part is, you know, they probably have cases of them. You know, oh, sit yeah. at home, yeah. and they're just doing it to. To be like, yeah, you can't find, you know, they're driving the secondary market, you know. Oh, you can't find their figures anywhere. What What's going to happen is one of these times they're going to walk into one and there's going to be Brandy. You oh. know, just, it'll be one Brandy all by herself, which if you don't know, if you don't collect the figures, Brandy is the one to find because yeah. they are, it, she is short carded some kind of bad. I saw and a brandy on eBay for two hundred bucks. That doesn't shock me, and I'm sure somebody will pay it eventually when they get tired of not finding it. But, <laughs> not me. So they'll find one, <laughs> yeah. But they'll find one, and what'll probably happen is they'll be like, "Ah, oh, it's just brandy," you know. <laughs> so they'll just leave it on the shelf and walk away. That would be. I would be so you know? mad. I would be throwing yeah. my t- <laughs> freaking keyboard. Yeah, the comment section will just explode. No. You know. What are you doing? <laughs> you buy it, I'll send you this, this. You know, I'll send your money or whatever. And then they'll go back for it, and some kid will have it and tug you off with it. Hey, kid, come back. No! <laughs> no, I'll give you a hundred bucks, kid. They'll super kick the kid. <laughs> oh, there you, oh, my God. There, there's another segment. Yeah. It'll be Marco. They'll super kick Marco. <laughs> Damn it. It's too much good shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's that's the hard one. If, if, you're, if you're collecting or if you're not collecting and you come across a brandy, snag it and alert your local toy collector because he should know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you, you talked about the secondary market. And you remember when we first started talking about the, the figures and the markup guys that were being real jerks about it, that we would joke and say people would keep their receipts to prove they bought them at a store. When I got mine, you know I was half tempted to send you a copy of the receipt just well, so that you would know that I didn't buy them off like eBay or something. <laughs> well, again, I, I, I think with the, the, the what's going on currently in the world, you got the flooding China – you got the fire, you know, the fires in California. Um, I think distribution is just not what everybody would expect. Um, also, let's factor in the, uh, you know, you probably have the the managers at the, at the stores, right, who grossly underestimated <laughs> what these figures were going to do because they're probably like, well, the WWE figures don't sell. 
Right. Well, you it's because it's always so the what? same three figures. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, they got a, Target's a little bit better, I think, than, than yes. my local Walmart. But, yeah. you know, again, they, they're probably like, well, they're not going to sell. You know, nobody's going to buy them, so I don't have to buy a lot of them. And then next thing you know, you can't keep them on. You know, the natural the, the natural disasters happen. Mm-hmm. You know, shipping is not what it should be. And you get collector, you know, the people that are getting them and sell them on the secondary market have just not to their, you know, they probably didn't intend for this to happen, but have helped create a shortage. And we are, you know, that's where we are now. So I, I think it's just a lot of things. I don't, I don't think they'd be that hard if we didn't have everything else going on. Well, Wave 2 is set to come out at the end of next month, which is hard to believe because, God, it's been such a journey just to find Wave 1. But, uh, yeah, Wave 2 comes out at the end of next month, already sold out through uh, Ringside Collectibles. Um, And it appears that uh, the secondary market for them is also increasing because while the shipping dates that they're promising are all January... Um, the price for them is is right up there with the brandy figure at almost hundred two hundred bucks. But what on the secondary market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where the collector can stop the the toy uh, hoarder or you know scalper, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Right. Let them. I mean, the figures aren't even out yet, right? So, if you as a collector just keep your money in your pants and wait with patience to see if your local store even gets them, the price will drop dramatically. Except for, I, I think Brandy will probably hold, because again, they, it is, she's so short-carded. Right, right. right. Um, I think that one will drop, but again, the rest of them, you know, the, the, the company that made it said, Oh my God, these things are, they, they're flying off the shelf. So, you know what we got to do to the next wave, we got to produce more. Mm-hmm. So the numbers for wave two are going to be dramatically higher than wave one. Well, because and then, at the end, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say at the end of the day, the toy company wants to make money. Well, if you don't have the fans to buy the figures because they have to spend a hundred bucks on them, you're not making no money because nobody's going to collect them. Right. So they're going to flood the market. And you know how I knew or no? Because as a kid in the eighties, that's what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, now- when once. Oh, good. Oh, well, now I was going to say, when something new come out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, right, yeah. Right. oh, no, no, you go. Oh, I was just saying, now you it's go. like... It's... So I was saying. So. <laughs> you evil prick. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just going to be uncomfortable. So you're going to say... So you going to say something? <laughs> but anyway, being a kid in the 80s, that's what happened. The first wave would be a little light. Mm-hmm. But then come wave two, build up momentum, 
wave three and we get higher. If you don't believe me, go find pictures of, say, Star Wars aisles. They had aisles at Toys R Us for this stuff in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Look at G.I. Joe. They had aisles of G.I. Joe. Thundercats, the whole nine yards, mass. They would have aisles, people, aisles. Because when the first wave took off and people bought it, the second and third wave would be overproduced. So wait with patience. The toy company will start overproducing them, and they'll run the scalpers out of there because you can find them wherever. Do you remember when... Toys R Us and K and K Toys and all that stuff, when they would have aisles designated to certain types. So you had a WWF aisle that eventually became WWF and WCW. You had your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aisle, and then you had Star Wars and GI Joe. Yeah, I mean that's, that's. I mean there are pictures. If you don't believe me, go look. There are pictures of those people. Aisles, and when I tell you they had, they were overproduced. I mean, they would have ten or twelve of the same item, you know. And I'm not talking like a figure. Mm-hmm. A figure may have twenty of the same figure, fifty of the same figure on pegs. But they would have ten, twenty vehicles, and some vehicles weren't cheap. Some of these vehicles would be a hundred bucks, and they might have fifteen of them sitting there. Oh, do you remember the jets for GI Joe, like the uh, the Skyhawk? Yeah, the big F fourteen. Yeah, you could always find them. The aircraft carrier. That one was a hundred bucks. Yeah, you could always get them. Why? Because people wanted them, and the company said, "Hey, let's give them what they want," and they did, and it was good. <laughs> A passage from the wrestling Bible. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so I just reached in Supercard the um, on the Superfast. Mm-hmm. I just made level sixteen, which I guess is where that would be the highest level or 15 would be the highest level you could reach without with just doing regular or whatever without paying for the super pass hmm. if that makes sense so i just hit it bam Dang. suck on that one time <laughs> so you are the super pass uh no, no? Okay. i'm the super ass not pass he's an ass man bam <laughs> bam <laughs> Oh, here comes the cease and desist. Yep, yeah. Brian, it's for oh. you. <laughs> they said, you're not allowed to be uh, an ass, man. <laughs> damn it. Dibs to break. Uh, so, tell, why don't you tell them about the new, what you say, NXT's got a new champ? That's right. So, we had the Fatal 4-Way a week and a half ago for the Iron Man match for the NXT championship. Of course, Karrion Cross injures his shoulder and apparently is expected to be out for like six months, which absolutely sucks Ouch. for him. Um, he had, 
a hell of a run real early in NXT. Him and Scarlett Bedreau, which, I mean, hey, it's, it's Scarlett Bedreau, right? You know, the smoke show. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is this guy had a hell of a run. And he wins the title, beats Keith Lee in a great, great matchup, and then gets hurt. So we have to crown a new champion. We do the Iron Man match, which I think everybody kind of figured there was going to be something uh, hokey about it. But nobody really knew exactly how. Well, they did a tie, which was kind of cool. I actually kind of figured there'd be like a sudden death kind of thing. But no, no such luck. It just ended up being a tie that spreads into this past week where Finn Balor beats Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. I'm fine with that. I was like, this is a great matchup. And frankly, I mean, if you're going to have Finn Balor on NXT, why not have him have a good feud with Adam Cole? I'm cool with that. So they they have a great matchup. Um, really, st- I didn't like the fact that it started the show. Um, I'm sorry. I'm old school in that regard. Your title match should end your show. That's just how I feel. But the main event wasn't necessarily bad. It was a uh, steel cage match between uh, Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. Great cage match. Very brutal. Um, Robert Stone took a little bit of a beating, too. A little bit of comedy for the souls, so nothing wrong with that. Um, And in this point, you know, and I complained last week, too much comedy. And then at this point, it seemed like just enough. So, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really be a wrestling fan or a sports entertainment fan or whatever the hell kind of fan it is. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Um, but, but NXT was good. It, there wasn't really a lot to complain about with that regard. I, I'm glad that it wasn't head-to-head with Dynamite because I got to watch both and devote my full attention to both. So I didn't feel like I was distracted. I didn't feel like, oh, i got to change the channel. Because most times when it's Wednesdays, most times I'm watching Dynamite and I'll catch NXT when I can because I kind of feel like I know the formula for NXT. I know what they're going to do. I kind of know how it's going to get laid out. Although, with the with the Iron Man match, I really didn't expect them to do an Iron Man match, much less a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Or a, a four-way Iron Man match, rather. Was it a uh, half hour or hour? No, it was a full hour. It was a full hour. Wow. And it was actually really good. Um, they, they definitely did the Hefner rule way too much. Um... Oh, there's two guys in the ring. We got to be outside. You know, it was never like there was no part of the match where I was like, wow, this is just insanity. It really wasn't. It was just really well contained. Um, The match itself, I think, in a crowd setting would have played off really well. And I think we would have really enjoyed seeing this with with a good audience. But I have to say I agree with you, Brian. Well, you did see it with a good audience. Eh. All those nasty phases. (laughs) Eh. Well, no, 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 NXT's not in the Thunderdome. Oh, it's not? No, well, NXT still has the Performance Center uh, people. You know, I, I think if you're going to... I kind of agree with you there, too. If you're going to do the um, Thunderdome for your main shows, go all out, man. Do it for all of them. I, I agree with you there. And plus, putting NXT in the Amway Center is only a positive, in my opinion. Um, right. It and it's cost? not like they're that far behind Raw. Very true, very true. Um, but I think that what they're trying to do, and, and this makes sense, if, if contractually they're supposed to be doing certain things to keep their partnership with Full Sail, they're, they're not going to want to endanger that right now. So that's probably where that's coming from. Or it's just managing calls, who knows. But at this point, I would guess, I don't know. I go back and forth. You might be right with that. 
you might be right with the contract thing. I mean, you imagine that because I know that Full Sail did all virtual um, for majority of the summer, and they only recently went back to campus, pretty much the same as Virginia, like uh, this, this September. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess, it, like I said, it makes sense because they're probably protecting their agreement. But I, in my opinion, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the Thunderdome. Although, here's the thing. Much like a lot of things in wrestling, you know, it's definitely all a work, right? But I don't like the fact that they pipe in the crowd noise. Look, it's going to sound garbled. You know, you're going to have some people that have crappy internet. But just plug the audio you're getting from these guys in. Just do it. <laughs> You know, don't screw around with it. Yeah. You heard him. Uh, NXT actually wasn't a bad show. Like I said, Rhea Ripley and uh, Mercedes Martinez and the cage was good. Um, Robert Stone had some interaction there with uh, Shotzi Blackheart where he tries to mess up the tank. And uh, she plays a trick on him. Then Shotzi has a, uh, a segment with Aaliyah that ends up spreading into... How do I describe this? So there was a segment where Aaliyah attacked Shotzi Blackheart in the back. They brawl through the arena and end up fighting their way through a photo shoot that Io Shirai was in the middle of. So literally Blackheart gets thrown (laughs) through like this curtain and there's Shirai who gets knocked over. So then the next thing you know, it's now Aaliyah getting beat up by both Io Shirai and uh, Shotzi Blackheart which was hilarious. It was a good segment. Um, Velveteen Dream, and this is still one of the most controversial decisions that WWE or NXT has made yet, especially during the hashtag speaking out. Velveteen Dream has a match on NXT. Social media, of course, blows up with the hashtag of Fire Velveteen Dream. And the gentleman that I want to talk about is Ashanti Adonis who wrestled very similar style to uh, Velveteen Dream but just looked like a million dollars and this this guy has money written all over him. They just recently trademarked his name. So clearly NXT has some plans for this young guy. Hmm. And did he win? He lost after a very, very competitive matchup. I mean, he he hit everything that I would consider to be his uh, signature moves. So mm-hmm. I thought that for a, a guy that was debuting, really, in NXT, he had a hell of a showing. Very nice. But it, I think the story of the week still goes with, um, frankly, the, the pickup by... AEW of Miro. I think that one is probably the, the story or the news of the week. Um, Nick Aldis is scheduled to defend his title at Title Showdown uh, with Mike Bennett, formerly known as Mike Canellis. Sasha Banks is returning this Friday to confront... Uh, I was going to say Sasha. She's returning this Friday to confront Bailey, um, which unless there's a a furthering of the injury angle, which I think is the right way to go. I think that's a dumb move. It's too soon. Let her be out for a few weeks. Let's make it, let's, let's milk it. You know what I mean? For some interest. Um, but actually, well, I, I, I think they are milking it for interest as far as 
Uh, they need to get her back. I mean, you really don't. Uh, who would be the next on SmackDown? Uh, I'm trying to think. Lacey, is she on SmackDown? Yeah, Lacey, Naomi, or uh, Nikki. Nikki or Alexa, because both of them are on there. Yeah, but uh, with the whole uh, Sister Abigail, wasn't that just Friday? Oh, Alexa? God. Which looks sick, by the way. Her hitting the Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross looks like it hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah, so so I think them two are probably out the picture, but I mean, I would have thought you could have had a run with Lacey or Naomi. But I, I, I don't think I don't think that the powers that be have a lot of trust in some of these other performers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lack of confidence in a lot of these these ladies, which is really sad. And I don't mean confidence from the ladies. I mean confidence from the higher-ups in these ladies that are performing. Because, like Naomi, she, I thought, was a great champion. And I Mm -hmm. thought had a lot of potential and even had a great-looking custom belt made. I mean, it seemed like they were going that direction. But reality was, they, they didn't. They gave up way early. And turns out, they, they never had that intention. Yeah. Which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe Lacey hadn't had a straight-up monster run with that title yet. Lacey strikes me as kind of a Becky Lynch-type character, where if you build it up right, I mean, she's got the military background, she's a patriot, you know, Miss USA kind of thing. It, it just makes good sense that this would be a mm-hmm. popular thing for... WWE and and Vince is all over patriotism when it comes to that, so you would think you'd have jumped right on it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just for whatever reason I think they've bought into the four horsewomen, mm-hmm. and just like the men's side, they can't they can't like see anybody else. They have blinders on. They're like so focused on those four, they can't see anybody else. Yeah, I, I've noticed that there's a, a, a clear, distinct um, separation from certain parts of the roster. I mean, realistically, when you look at it, you've got all these different guys that Roman Reigns could have had his first title defense against, and they give him a new son. Now, granted, the storyline has potential to turn into something, but you give him a new son. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, what are they going to do with it? Are they are they going to do to me what should be the right thing and put the Usos with Roman? I think that's what and they're it, leading to, which but, would be cool. Yeah, right. I mean, to me, that's where it should. But that's are we? Why if we're going to do that, then why would we make him? Yes, yes, that's exactly my an point. opponent. Right, yeah. right. That's exactly my point. Why would you give him a number one contender spot and have it look like people, you're gonna you're gonna basically building up a very predictable swerve that nobody really wants to see? Like no one wants to see that swerve. You know what people want to see is just put them with the put the bloodline together. Like you've talked about right. it enough, and it's fine. They're fine as right. a faction. Just just go ahead and do it. Like why, yeah. why uh, couldn't t- you've just come out with them like Friday after he won the belt? I'm right. the king of to the me, tribe, the, and here's my, here's my tribe. Yeah, the match should take place at the end, not the beginning. Right. 
So you you turn them bad with Roman, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know somewhere down the line, in typical fashion, something happens between the two, and then he gets a shot. Right, right. Which I mean, look, I like the Usos in a chance to see them go in the singles direction. I do like that, but do I think that they're ready for a singles run? Not yet. They haven't really accomplished everything that I think they can accomplish as a tag team. They haven't had a solid, like, an actual solid run. And, and I know people would say, well, the New Day, but you could say that. But the New Day has been around for a long, long time, and so have the Usos, and the Usos have played second fiddle to them the whole time. So, right. to me, it just makes sense. It would be the smarter move. Yeah, maybe they just need to go to New Japan also. You think the Usos could hang in New Japan? Mm, I, I mean, I think they'd probably be better utilized there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a shock to the system for a little bit. But I think they could probably pull it off because, again, I th- you know they would be uh, they would they would probably eventually fall into a faction. Right. Most most everybody in New Japan's in a faction, so eventually they fall into a faction, and that would probably help them out some too. I I want to see. I don't have to see a, to, a ton of factions. You know what I mean? But I want to see the things that make sense. And to me, the things that make sense is like putting the bloodline together and having the New Day as a faction because they're just you know it's it, you don't have to break up everything, but. Like, the stuff that doesn't make sense is, why is Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura tagging up? You were so confident in the bar that, you know, you you turned Sheamus into a tag team wrestler, and you totally took the wind out of Cesaro's sails at that point. Why didn't you just leave him as a tag team to start with outside of the injuries? You know? Mm, I would imagine they probably didn't know when Sheamus was coming back. And in order to keep Cesaro from gaining momentum as a singles wrestler, you got to put him in the tag team. Right. So what do you do? You pick the least guy you would think of to go in a tag team in <laughs> Nakamura. Because I, you know, I wouldn't put him in a tag team. So. Although the Street Profits against uh, Nakamura and Cesaro could be good. Well, sure. I mean, again, it could be good, but why, again, I mean, your point is why you're doing it. Yeah. I think Cesaro was building up momentum where they didn't think there should be any momentum, so they just effectively have squashed it. So. I think with what we're seeing right now, like with what we're seeing in regards to how things are done, and how the buildup or lack thereof has coming to come about. Um, we're finally seeing that there is a clear, and people have always thought this before, but there's a clear line between how things should be done and how they are done. Um, you know, like Dominic Mysterio right now, I, I honestly feel like he has a heel turn here that was missed. That could have been actually kind of an interesting twist to have him turn on his dad and side with Seth. 
Now, granted, I think we all kind of want to see that 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 whole storyline go away, but that would have been an interesting way to change it. I think. Yeah, but give it time. It may happen when you least expect it. <gasps> Out of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, they maybe Ray is you know getting close to giving it up, retiring. Maybe he just wants a little bit longer, wants to, you know, have some matches with his son before he goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the only way they can pull it off is to keep him face for a while. And if he keeps, you know, messing with um, Rollins, eventually you may get one of these loser retire matches. And that's when you have him do it. And I think then... I mean, that literally will rocket that kid to straight, like, major heel, especially if you can do it in front of a live live crowd. Wow. Stephen Amell goes on Twitter um, a few hours ago and says that Randy Orton, um, Randy Orton, top five of all time, and he's better now than he's ever been. Wow. Pretty big compliment. Now, Amel right Better now, top five of all time. That's what he says. Uh, I wonder what the parameters are. Mm. Mr. Like, Amel, if you're listening, you're welcome to join us. Yeah. So, yeah. So, is he like top five wrestler of all time? Top five sports entertainer of all time? Top five champion of all time? You see what I'm saying? Top five of all time? There's no way in hell. But maybe he, you know, I mean, look, look at who you would have to compare Randy Orton to mm. if you if, if there's no parameters. I mean, I would never say Randy Orton's better than Shawn Michaels. No way. Well, I see. There you go. So he's not better I mean, than but Bret think Hart. About it. He's not better than Ric Flair. Not better than Hulk Hogan. Uh, all right. So Bret Hart. Uh... Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you turn. Uh, yeah, but again, though, the parameters, sports entertainer, right? Ugh. So he's clearly won more titles than Brett. That's true. A longer career than Brett. Mm. Also true. Um, Not in Brett's control, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. Thanks, Colbert. You know, sh- <laughs> a um, little, so be careful. <laughs> uh, uh, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and to me, Brett may fall into the wrestler category. Yeah, and he true. may he he may be higher in a, in a greatest of all time wrestler category than he would in the sports entertainer category. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, whereas I think that's where Randy would get him in a sports entertainer category. Um, but again, the competition in just a generic greatest of all time, um, I don't think he even comes close. Mm. Um, Man, that's such a tough call, dude. Greatest of all time. I mean, so let's just, let's just take. No, no other parameters. So no sports entertainer, no champion, no wrestler, 
that's the greatest of all time. I feel like you almost have to like. I mean, you got to. Go you don't with... even have to put them in order. No, I mean, but Just like name, name five. Gorgeous George, Bruno Sammartino, Buddy Rogers, Ric Flair, um, Lutez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like the Harley Race. Like you, for me, when I think of top five, like of all time, like you said, with no real parameter, it's you have to recognize who opened the door and paved the way. Like you can say Hulk Hogan, but he doesn't get there if there's no Gorgeous George. He doesn't get there if there's no Bruno Sammartino, in my opinion. Like, because well, I mean, him and so, Flair kind of came up around the same time, right? To me, Hogan doesn't get there if there's no no other distraction going on, no outside stuff going on, right? Do so, you... don't get me wrong he he would have gone over mm-hmm. with the Hulk Hogan gimmick, right? Oh yeah, yeah, but. He doesn't. I don't think he rises to those heights without Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, without WrestleMania one and two mm-hmm. and three, uh, with all the pageants, everything that's going on, without being in Rocky. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot that he that helped him. Uh, get to that spot. Now, I'm not saying he's not great, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying he doesn't get up there in that category. But I don't think, unlike the rest of them, I don't think Hogan ranks as high as the rest of them. Right. Because, again, there was so much outside influence. He became, he, he was so commercialized, right, that he paves the way. He Hogan paves the way for all the other commercialization in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of them, to me, on their merits alone, get to greatest of all time status. Right. And again, I'm not saying he Hogan doesn't get there. I'm just saying, to me, that's why Hogan wouldn't fall in a top five situation. I just feel like when you talk about, like you said, no parameters when you talk about that, you have to recognize the basics. Like you have to recognize there's certain pieces that, um, if they don't happen, certain guys just don't get where they get. Like, yes, you can put Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels in that, in that greatest of all time conversation, but neither guy gets there unless you have a Ric Flair, and uh, Buddy Rogers and Lou Thez and Harley Race because those are the guys that actually did a lot of that first. So you don't get there without them. I think that the other yeah. thing worth mentioning is that when you have a greatest of anything, you have to look at it through... You actually have to set parameters so you can make sure you've got proper context. Right. Uh, so... To me, that's kind of like the whole uh, LeBron James, Michael Jordan argument. Um, I personally think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time watching him play. Damn right. Um, but, you know, LeBron does have a stake in this. However, comma, 
you know, the arguments are always, well, you know, they give you the parameter, which then sways one better than the other, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Well, in the modern era, you know, LeBron's done this, this, and this. Okay? But that that still doesn't mean he's the greatest of all time. That just means he's the greatest present day. Right. And I think that's – you just got to be leery of greatest of all time with no parameters. Mm-hmm. I think we should – it's been a little while since we've done that, and I think we're we're probably at that part now where we've got to do ourselves another draft. I mean, it's been a, been a season or two. We haven't done a draft in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. we, we owe it to ourselves. I don't know about the Hall of Fame conversation, although I will, I'll agree with Rob. That's probably one of our one of my favorites as far as episodes. But it's probably about time we, we break that down and, and set some context to it. Maybe see if we or can like get some fan like a parameter? Too. Yeah. So, like, best sports entertainer of all time. Maybe we do top oh, five. See, you know, I was getting ready to say that. I think I'd like to take a trip down that direction as opposed to, like, greatest wrestler. Mm. Okay. So do we want to do top saying? ten or... Top ten. Top ten. That that gives me a little, a little bit more um, to go by. And I also think that once you get down to about eight or nine, the picks are probably going to like fall off. Mm -hmm. I I think you're going to see that, like especially in sports entertainment. So we're talking like the the. WWE era, mm-hmm. probably more than anything else, and and then once you get up to WCW, and you know you may get a few of those included, but um, WCW, WCW, I, I honestly think that you're going to see there's such a drastic um, separation once you get past because I imagine for all of us there's going to be like. Once we get to a certain number, they're pretty much going to be the same, all right? Whether they're exactly the same, you know, when I say same, I mean people, all right? They may not necessarily be in the same order, but, you know, I I would imagine the top six or seven, they're going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But then once you get to like eight, nine, ten, and we all start looking around like uh, somebody give me the almanac. And let me go to the WWE Almanac and see, you know, see what's shaking. Um, they, they'll they probably be different. Hmm. Yeah, I think I want to, uh, I think I do. I think I want to see just how far we can go with that. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that once you get to a certain number that they they start to be different, you should have to explain it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So timeline-wise, so how long do you think we need to plan this? What do you mean? Like when we do it? Yeah. All you got to do is say, hey, this is what we're doing. Study up. Make a list. Tell Rob. Right. Next Sunday, bro. That's I like what care. we're doing. Damn, damn it, that's what we're doing. Next Sunday is the best of the best. 
the best sports entertainers. We're going to start the best of the best series. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to start with sports entertainer. Top 10 sports entertainers. Study up, Brian. Yeah, and, and again, to me, because the WWE has coined this, that's what we're kind of looking for. You're the best around. Yeah, I, gonna I mean, I don't... I don't Sorry. Correct. I don't really think that... <laughs> uh, I don't really think somebody from uh, Jim Crockett Promotions is going to appear on that list. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Sting was pretty damn entertaining. Uh, Sting, mm-hmm. I would not classify as a sports entertainer. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so... He painted his face. That's that's about as sports entertaining as he got, right? He did dress up as the crow. Well, I mean, like I said, he painted his face. <laughs> <laughs> but does Sting, so how, do, how does Sting stack up to The Undertaker in this? Ooh. To Hulk Hogan in this? To, dare I say it, Shawn Michaels? <laughs> Bret Hart? There's no comparison, duh. Steve Austin, The Rock. You know, Austin could possibly qualify in two different categories. Yes. Three if you separate it out for promos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did a promo one. Which, hey, it's your game. Hey. Make the call. We're going to do a series. Best promo ever. Best promo ever. Best of the best. We'll start with Sports Entertainer and then... By the end of next week's show, we'll come up with the next category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time for the corner to corner. Best of the best. So, I actually thought we would uh, close out this evening with a conversation about 2K Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. So, WWE 2K20. Um, I'm not underselling it here when I say that it just failed miserably. Fans were so pissed. There were so many glitches, bugs, and all of that. Now, in in my defense, I didn't really run into a whole lot of them. Like, I played it from the start. I got it at the very beginning when it first came out, like we usually do every year. And I didn't run into a lot of bugs. Now, some of the glitches were funny, like the one where uh, you slam somebody and their leg gets stuck up in the air and makes it impossible for you to pin them. Um, that one was funny. But, you know, for the most part, I thought it was an entertaining game. Now, obviously, there's room for improvement. <clears throat> but I think in as short of a histor- historical moment as I've ever seen, the, the fastest game to get its price dropped to, like, 20 bucks you know, under six months. Um, so WWE announces that 2K21 is not going to happen due to the pandemic, which is ultimately the main reason they cited. But quietly, it's also because of the poor sales and poor fan response for 2K20 and the fact that um, the folks over at uh, 2K Games had parted ways with a studio that had really designed 2K20. So Battlegrounds gets announced, and it's I'm, I'm the first guy that said, man, this looks like a bunch of Oompa Loompas. I don't know. This looks dumb. But Brian, Brian was Mr. Positivity on this one. He's like, no, this actually looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing it. Brian, have you done the pre-order for it yet? 
Uh, is, it, is it already out? No, no, not out yet. No, not it's yet. coming soon, though. Uh, no, because I actually bought into your rhetoric this time and uh, said, well, I'll pass. So you, my friend, go suck an egg. <laughs> I mean, come on. Be honest, though. Look at them. They, they look, it's coming out on the 18th, so it's this week. Yeah, but sometimes, though, you just need a game like that. That you can just play where you don't have to worry about lag. You don't have to worry about um, a, you know, multiplayer. You, you know, yeah, you just right. want a game sometimes you can just veg out and play. Yeah. And, and to me, that looks like the game. And honestly, I, I'm glad to say that I was wrong, because I, I, as you've seen, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, up, up, down, down, mainly, and I watched a, a video with them. It was Adam Cole, Xavier Woods, uh, Tyler Breeze, and uh, Cesaro playing Battlegrounds. And they had a contest where they did, they had to make their own character all at the same time. And of course, they don't see the character until it, you know, until their match is time. But Austin does a great job. Austin Creed does a great job of editing the video, so you get like little sneak peeks of everybody's characters. So they did a fatal four way, and it looks like a blast. I, I I still don't like how the characters are designed, but God. It looks so much fun. And then I read today. Now, an executive producer of the game. Uh, let me see if I can get his name. Uh, Sean O'Connor talked to comicbook.com and says that there's over 70 superstars, past and present, already announced for the game. The website touts over 130 WWE legends and superstars. But all DLC or updates will be free now you have to use in-game currency to unlock stuff but you earn that so much like uh in avengers which we just recently started playing and oh by the way brian i did get a headset um yay but we we just started playing this and it's a lot of it's in-game currency and it's pretty easy to get so i'm actually kind of pumped about this game now i don't know if i'm gonna if i would pay 60 bucks for it and I, I don't think I'm all that bummed that I didn't pre-order it, but I am going to pick it up. I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, if you don't, if you don't pre-order, you're not getting Edge. What? I, think edge I is can't a pre-order, have Edge. Isn't it? Ah, or is he the first? Is he the first? I think he's a pre-order bonus. Let me take a look here. So there's a physical edition and a digital edition. Oh, and by the way, uh-huh. unlike you, you little sellout, I am holding out on a wrestling game. Until my good friends, Retromania. Oh no, I haven't forgotten about Retromania. Oh yeah, but you sold out because you you're paying the machine. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh. now I'm getting threatened. I'm threatened with the machine. I'm th- you're throwing I, machine I, rhetoric I, I'm at me. Not, I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you you're selling out oh, to I'm the threatened. machine. Oh, I'm threatened. You're selling out, Mister Herman. I want to say publicly that I apologize. Certainly not trying to put down your excellent game and I am going to be buying Retromania. Don't you worry. Sell it. Although I wish there was a pre-order bonus for that. 
Well, I mean, we haven't even seen it pop up yet, so. Um, yeah, I did do a search for Retromania Wrestling um, in the Nintendo store, and even though he says it's available for pre-order, I couldn't find it. So I need yeah, to send him a it message. Might be, it might be available at, like, GameStop. Right. You know, not necessarily available. Ah, physical in the pre-order. Digital, yeah. It yeah. might be a physical. So let's see. There's I'm, I'm on the website right now. It says pre-order now, special pre-order pricing. Oh, it is available. Okay, great. This must, must have just dropped as far as uh, pre-order time. So you can get a digital download for Nintendo Switch, and it's got some some exclusives, some extras. If you pre-order Retro Mania on the Switch, you'll get a digital download code. You'll get um, some stickers. Of course, the official instruction manual and case will be sent to you. Why would they send you a case if you're not getting an actual cartridge? Um, but you also, need a case for the stickers, dummy. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. Um, but also the uh, instruction manual. And the, in the, the sticker is, this has got the Road Warriors, Austin Idol, Tommy Dreamer, the Blue World Order, and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, $29.99 for the Switch. Twenty nine, twenty four ninety nine for PC, and um, oh, that's actually a pretty good price. Twenty four ninety nine for Switch by itself, if you just do the digital download. Twenty nine ninety nine for the extras. So there you go. You get an opportunity to get it in where you fit in, and it's got, of course, this has got Nick Aldis in it. It's got the NWA Heavyweight Championship in it. The Road Warriors. No, it does not have Demolition. Quit asking them. Um, you know, he, it's so funny. He, every other day on Twitter, he'll, he'll put something out there. And, and of course, it's the Q&A kind of thing. Yes, I get asked a lot about if we're going to have demolition. No, we're not going to have demolition. <laughs> it's like, poor Mike. I feel bad for him. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to that game, too. I mean, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, man. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Um, oh, okay, so digital download of... Battleground does include Edge. It includes Steve Austin, The Rock, the Attitude Era version of The Rock, um, and uh, Ronda Rousey. Nice. Ooh, three versions of each superstar. Now, one of the things I said I, I am actually looking forward to, by the way, is the um, is the customization factor for all of these different characters. And uh, apparently with the creator wrestler, it is ridiculous. You can even, like, morph the faces, which I thought was pretty cool. But I stand by my initial statement that uh, Xavier Woods is probably the best salesperson that WWE has. If you want him to sell a video game, if you want him to sell something, give it to him. He'll make it work. Am I? Or am I just a fan of good salesmanship? Ah, see, you didn't think about that, did you? Hmm. You know, you know, Brian. Every time you think a new thought, your brain gets another wrinkle. Uh, dummy, your brain's all wrinkly anyway. Ah, jeez, that's why your brain has no wrinkles, Brian. It's okay. That's why I'm the smartest one in the world. <laughs> Smooth as a baby's butt. <laughs> uh. Not not really much else in the way of wrestling news, unless you've got something else that's jumped out off the page for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
think I might have at one time. But it would have just been something I saw on social media with, you know, the mouth breathers come out. Um, so. Actually, um, Roman Reigns is so much better than Kenny Omega because he's got the Superman punch, and Orange Cassidy is just ripping him off. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. That's There's your mouth breather moment. Your your bobblehead moment was brought to you by. <laughs> Stay in the room. Ta-da! Closet King. Uh, bobbleheads. Uh, I mean, I don't have any hey. bobbleheads, so. Doesn't mean your head isn't a bobblehead. No. Uh, I will say the unveiling of the new character on the Firefly Funhouse this week was the drizzling shits. Um, the wobbly walrus was stupid. And, uh, you know, when you come up with a character, even if it's supposed to be a parody, you still need to understand what they're saying. <laughs> so, yeah. Womp womp. Yeah. That failed. Yeah. But uh, to, to your point, Brian, the predicted attempt at a face turn for Bray fell flat on its face. One week in. One week. It took them yes. one week to screw that up. Well, I mean, apparently, though, the the big rumor that, you know, Bray and Roman were going to have at it, you know, that didn't go nowhere. Yeah, now I mean, he's went the way of the Uso. Yeah, he went the way of the Uso. Boy, what a depressing Yay. way to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. They'll they'll see through the... the I lies. mean, I don't even think Heyman will save them. Because I think the numbers for your... In between your first week and your second week have already started to dip. Slight, so. drop, slight, slight drop from last week to this week. It was uh, 2.2 million fresh off of payback and two, just over 2 million... It's good news to see them over two. Um, and Raw, by the way, was over two. The question now becomes, as you continue to gain some ground, and I think that's a good thing, uh, how do you continue to change things up? They're trying to mix it up a little bit more. we got a cage match between uh, Seth Rollins and Dominic, which could just be brutality, frankly. <laughs> Where Seth just beats the crap out of Dominic. Um, and then, of course, there's Keith Lee. And Drew McIntyre, which, yes, I'm sure Randy Orton gets involved, but I'm kind of interested in seeing the interaction between McIntyre and Keith Lee. So that could be good. Maybe. And Raw Underground, actually, they're they're doing right by that. They're keeping it in small spurts. So that still remains an entertaining segment. So there. We, we, we brightened it up a little bit. It's the effort. I mean, they are putting effort to it. I give them that. They're protecting it. You know, it's when they give it a two-hour Raw Underground that we're all doomed. You know it's coming. Yeah, There'll be a damn pay-per-view. I spoke it into existence, and now, welcome to WWE Underground. Yep, there'll be a pay-per-view. <laughs> all right, so, hey, next week is the best of the best top ten sports, sports entertainers. entertainers. Um, and, hey, you... You guys get a chance to join in and hear who's mine, who's Bryant's, and Rob's top ten sports entertainers. And then the week after that, we will do another top ten. We don't know who yet. We haven't picked out the category. But this week is top ten sports entertainers. Um, and we will, of course, post the list over on C2CRadioShow.com. And uh, that, as they say, is that. 
You can catch up with Brian over on social media at STRCP21 on Twitter and uh, Brian Taylor over on Facebook. Rob is at RDHUWP on Instagram, Rob Hefner on Facebook. And, of course, I'm at Stan Grubb everywhere. And the show is C2C Radio Show everywhere, including .com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next week for the best of the best. Have a good night, everybody. Yay! Yay! You got mail! Yay! <laughs> you got mail. Remember that? You got mail. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.